Hello everyone, this is Scooty and you are listening to Simple Truths. This is Scooty, and you are listening to Simple Truths. Like I told you guys last episode, I would be breaking episode three and four into two parts. So I hope you guys enjoyed the first part of New Year, New Me for real this time. And I really hope you guys enjoyed the second part too. Bye. So yeah, I just have a lot, a lot, a lot of free time on my hands. And my classes are not very rigorous. And I quit my job. And it's just all this free time. And and I just, I don't, I don't know. There were good days, obviously, and there are bad days. Um, and I have struggled with depression for a few years now, upwards of four, I think. But I think the toughest thing for me with depression, and this is leading me a bit more into this simple truth, is that it doesn't go away. And I think that has been the most disheartening part for me because, I mean, when I was first acknowledging this as something I was even dealing with I had a hard time because in my head I saw it as I was very happy I was not very happy I was I was content or I was happy with brief spells of sadness and that's kind of what it felt like in the beginning and and that's like kind of a way of normalizing it and thinking well you know at least for me it was like well everybody gets sad you know everybody has bad days everybody has those days everybody knows what what I'm talking about I'm sorry Hannah Montana if you didn't understand that so I'm sorry I sidetracked myself but yes, yeah, so it was very easy for me to normalize it to myself and think of it as less of a problem because it was like, yeah, everybody gets sad. Everybody has these moments. It's okay. And then kind of over time, I started to realize that it kind of shifted from that feeling more to feeling like I was just sad all the time. And it's so difficult to explain the sadness that I mean when I'm talking about depression. It's not the typical sadness. It's not like I want to cry all day, every day, although there was a time when I was crying every single day, um, and it was kind of crazy because you're crying and you're like, why the fuck am I crying? Um, But yeah, it's not so much that, especially now. It's not that I'm crying every day. It's just like this perpetual sadness and sometimes the reality of its inevitability is terrifying and disheartening. It's kind of hard to envision a life where you are happier than you are now um, or envision a life where you don't feel this way or just envision any sort of positivity in your future when you know that this negative looming feeling is can come back at any time almost always in an unwarranted fashion I mean obviously unwarranted nobody wants to (laughs) feel random random things of depression and I and I I hate that I started this with such a deep topic somewhat sad topic but Uh, it's the reality of life. It's the reality of my life. And I think that just as a person, especially since 
my being abroad and especially since the beginning of spending all this time alone, I have really gotten tired of sugarcoating life, you know? I think that, I don't know, I just, I think for me, it seems like I'm doing myself an injustice by letting myself think that I am am safe or letting myself think that I can't be hurt or, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I think the more times that I feel hurt is when... I don't know, I convinced myself that I wouldn't be. Whereas, and I guess this is a more pessimistic look of life, if I anticipate, my motto is, um, is hope for the best, expect the worst. And that sounds bad, but like I don't know, like high hopes and low expectations, that's really all it is. Because I don't know. I'm not going to try and sell anybody on the pessimistic lifestyle because the more of I recently I've tried to become a more positive person and try and push myself. And I don't think that me being pessimistic necessarily makes me negative, but I've tried to push myself in a more positive mindset and I have become a more, a better, happier person. But whereas to say I'm still pessimistic in some of these senses. And and honestly, I apologize because I feel like I'm rambling and I feel like the things that I'm saying are not connecting nearly as much as I, as I think they are, or as much as I hope that they would be. So just going to go ahead and apologize for that off the cuff. (laughs) But yeah, I'm not even to my, my simple truth yet. So back to my main point. This semester, I've spent a lot of time on my loan, on my, on my loan, um, by myself alone. And I've kind of been trying to be more honest, like I said, about my emotions and, and stop letting the fear of judgment or the fear of my image or how I will look affect how I just affect my actions overall. Um, especially in my family where, one of my biggest pet peeves with them is this importance of image. Um, I think I need it. I'm happy that I was able to look at myself and kind of kick this bad habit or try or attempt. I'm still, it's not easy and I'm still doing it. But, you know, kicking this bad habit of, of caring so much about how other people see you. Because at least, whereas at least in my family situation, this heightened value of image has led to hurting other people that you love, whereas personally, this heightened value of image has caused me to hurt myself a lot. Not physically, but just emotionally, you know, seeing, thinking less of yourself and, and this, that, and the other thing. But I've tried to be more honest about how I'm feeling because at the end of the day, it is what it is. I shouldn't feel bad for it. I shouldn't be feel guilty for it because it's already happening I'm not going to waste the time that I could use bettering myself and helping myself I don't like to use the word fixing but I could spend that time doing that and helping myself and others instead of spending that time you know being mad at myself or analyzing why the fuck I'm feeling I mean yeah I mean you should spend time analyzing it but you know what I mean so I very openly have said to a lot of people how lonely I am 
And so this is what, I mean, 20 minutes in, 25 minutes in, this is what leads me <laughs> to my my simple truth, which is that I have just blatantly said to people, hey, like, I am really lonely. I'm really lonely. I'm really lonely. And I just find the reactions that I've gotten funny. <laughs> I think, yeah, funny is the best word because I'm not going to say that they don't care because I would never say that about my friends and my family. I, I think that they do care. and and I, But I think this is just another conversation about language in our society because whenever we bump into somebody, we say, how are you doing? And more than half the time, we walk away before we even hear their response. And then more than half the time, could you imagine if somebody actually told you how they were doing? And I know people use that example all the time, but it's a great one. Like, what would you say? Like, you would be like, I mean, I mean, I would be confused. Like if somebody sat there and started, I mean, no, I, I know that there are multiple times where people have straight up told me and my initial reaction is like, I don't care. That's not why I asked. And I think that that's so important of we are so loose with so many words nowadays and so many things that whenever somebody really needs to talk about how they're doing, it's invalued. Um, and so it was just crazy to me that I could straight up say to the people that I thought would be, I don't know, the people that I, I, I don't know, I don't want to say what sort of people, but my loved ones, when I said to them, and I made sure to not say it jokingly, because even when I said it, I, I mean, first of all, when I said it, I wasn't saying it with the intention of talking about it now and i wasn't saying it with the intention of of seeing how they they acted i really was just saying it and it wasn't until today when i said it again to someone and i and they kind of just laughed not laughed but no laughed laughed and and then i laughed because i was just like oh well i guess i i don't know and it's crazy because for example, here's an example of a time that I told somebody, and this is the time that sparked this right now. I was just on the phone, and I was just like, yeah, I'm really lonely. Like, I think, um, I was like, yeah, I've just been, like, extremely lonely, like I've said. And they just kind of laughed. They're like, oh, yeah, haha, like you did say. Okay. And then I was like, well, maybe I should get a dog or an animal or something, because I know that's what people do when they, you know, are lonely. And I've just been, like, um, and, and then they kind of laughed and I was like, I'm no, I'm serious. And even then, and this is, a, I hate to say it again, but this is what finally brings me back to our point, but which is the question of what are we to do as a society for people that, I mean, there's a whole epidemic and a whole host of other issues that come from not communicating your feelings and not telling people and and we encourage these kids especially with the rise of suicide rates of saying of telling people that you have a person to talk to and you have support but I don't know I feel like nine times out of ten if somebody really does come to you with these things I think part of the problem is that we are so unused to this situation and we're so ill-equipped to handle these situations 
we've we've uh, left the responsibility to professionals when at the end of the day, majority of the people that are questioning killing themselves or questioning their self-worth don't have the luxury of going to a professional. Then why are we not teaching regular citizens how to deal with this? Because even to me, I although I was upset that nobody seemed to verbally care about my loneliness, my obvious loneliness and my obvious cry for help, what would I have had them do? What would I have had them say? And and I know myself, had somebody said, well, call this hotline or here's this, I don't know. I know that maybe I would have brushed off their reaction too. And it's just this terribly difficult dilemma of these kids or people that are too afraid to cry out for help or too whatever to cry out for help that they seek a cure and they seek help in all the wrong places. Then we have the people who are bold enough or scared enough or worried enough about themselves that they do say something And as much as we encourage these people to come out and say something, we're not really doing them any justice when they do, you know? And I've had a time where I had a friend who wanted to kill herself. And I was in high school at the time when this happened. And I really had never, first of all, had never encountered something like this. And then never heard from anybody what I should do aside from well if your friend is feeling thin tell an adult tell a parent but if this person is coming to me before they would come to their parent why I don't don't know I just feel like in the moment it so doesn't work like that and here I was you know a 15 year old girl in in Catholic high school with one of my best friends at the time, you know, texting me, talking about how much she hates herself and how she wants to die and all of these things. And I, as much as I love her to death, and as many times as I could tell her, you're beautiful, you're worthy, you're valuable, no matter what I said to her, And now, having been a person who has gone through depression and has reached rock bottom points like that, a lot of times, and and I sometimes uh, chastise myself for the selfishness of it, but a lot of the times it, it really would not matter what somebody said to me, you know, because you're just kind of already there and Uh, And sometimes it's kind of like when I learned about the Bible, sometimes you're going to have the right words to say. And sometimes it's going to be exactly what a person needs to hear. And it'll be perfect and you'll save the day or this, that, and the other thing. Or you will get them to hesitate long enough, whatever it may be. But sometimes it just doesn't matter. I was watching the show uh, 911. The guy went up there to help the girl who was up there trying to jump. 
he gave this, you know, moving, negotiating, I guess, speech, uh, trying to get her to come down. And she kind of, she looked at him and she looked like she, I don't want to say she looked like she heard what he said. She looked like she listened. I mean, she was listening. She just stepped back and she was like, it's, I don't, I don't remember what she said, but it was just like, it's bigger than this. It's bigger than what you're saying to me right now. And that is just, I don't know. It just, the whole thing just really irks me. And it just screams to why mental health is such a big concern right now. Um, because, yeah, it, it, I don't know. Like, even right now, I'm tearing up. I'm not tearing up. I'm definitely crying. <laughs> because just the entire reality of just the situation of suicide is already so hard and having towed the line on both sides of it is 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 makes it even more stressful and more complicated but it's just I yeah my question or my plea is that we we figure out the best way to help these people because I feel like this is how it, it it starts, you know. I luckily am, am a very, like I said, a very self-aware person and a very um, introspective person. And I, and I try and look at all things from all sides. And that helps me in a lot of situations because I'm able to, to take things with a grain of salt, you know. Um, so nobody really reacting to my cry of loneliness isn't going to, you know, I guess stop me from crying out per se, but with someone else, it could be that if you are crying out so many times and you're saying to people so many times, I'm lonely, I'm lonely, I'm lonely, and nobody is saying anything back to you, and nobody is acknowledging what you're saying, what would convince me that they care? I like I hate to say that because I know that that is not a determiner of who cares. But like just repetition alone is such an influencer. Um, another personal anecdote, I. And this kind of bounces back to what I was saying before about this needing to be a whole other conversation. I, uh, long story short, I just, I love love. I, if not, if more than anything, it's my biggest goal in life. So, yeah, I, I, I very much love love. And I've, I've had a lot more tough uh, love life, I guess, issue issues than... I would have preferred to have at my age. But yeah, I, I've had a lot of sour situations. And I just know with myself, a lot of uh, stimulators, I guess, or what's the word, triggers for my depression was, uh, was my love life and the constant repetition of rejection. I mean, rejection on its own is obviously going to is going to affect people sometimes, but just the repetition of 
how each of these relationships that I was putting so much of my heart and emotion into kept ending in almost the same exact way, it, no matter how rational of a person I am, um, no matter how realistic, no matter how many sides I looked at it, no matter how many times I I assure myself how little I had to do with the outcomes of these relationships. It affected me. It didn't matter how many times I tried to tell myself otherwise. And maybe it didn't affect me in the sense that I, you know, froze and shut myself off from the dating world completely. No, I loved love too much to do that. But it did affect me in the sense that every person that I'm with, immediately I doubt every single thing that they say and throughout the entirety of the relationship I'm doubtful of everything they're saying because more times than not I've been proven right you know and when you're a rational person it's hard to not take that into account it's hard for me to say hey I know you've been with 10 people and I know that this has happened nine times or I know that this has happened 10 times, but this 11th guy is different. That's hard to do. Um, So even in this scenario too of just, even though I know that these people love me and I know that they could have whatever reasons they may have for not verbally acknowledging what I'm saying to them, the repetition of it can very quickly make me stop wanting to tell people how lonely I am or make me start doubting if I'm if my loneliness is even valid you know there's just so many dangers that I think that we really need to take the time to learning first of all all the implications of all of this and and teaching the average citizen not even the average freaking everyone best ways to help these kids to help these people to help these people who are hurting and before we can do that we need to figure out the best way to help them um so yeah so yeah that that was my simple truth I know I really drug it out there I know it took a long time um but yeah so again this is uh my personal podcast uh simple truths and you are listening to me, Scooty, Star Celestin. Um, yeah, so we'll see what we talk about next episode. Have a great one, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Simple Truths, a Sippin' with Scooty production. 